Welcome back to the Helping Musicians podcast, gang. We've got another awesome episode for you this week. We have Piri, who you may know from Piri and Tommy. You may know from smashing out on social media. You may know from just being one of those kind of musicians that in the very best way possible, you cannot escape, at least in the UK right now, because she is everywhere. On this week's episode, she talks about everything from how to find a good team, how she found a manager, how she found a label. She talks everything from how to deal with haters and trolls online and shares some insights that I hadn't thought about. And social media is my job to help you deal at least with the mental side of trolls and getting abuse online essentially and she also shares how she sets goals she shares her big goals for the year and her big big dream goals moving forward which we're definitely going to hold her accountable to because she is more than likely to smash those goals too i'm saying smash it a lot that's because she is smashing it so now i'm going to shut up and stop saying the word smashing it and hand over to piri in terms of starting the show Piri, I've got one question I want to get into straight away, which is you have smashed it over the past two years. You have done so many cool things between the two of you, whether it's the songs, the shows, like the love from cool people, just so much cool shit happening. Now that you've reached the point where other musicians at the start of their career are looking up to you and going, yo, I want to be like you. What are three things that you kind of wish you knew at the start, whether that's practical things like, you know, don't use this distributor or that kind of stuff, or literally just more general life things that you wish you knew as a musician firstly thank you for that guessing <laughs> i appreciate that a lot <laughs> it's a mental year for us obviously it came out of nowhere so anything's possible guys but yeah my advice so i'm gonna give three <laughs> the first one would be i think there are quite a lot of like new artists who need to hear this writing you know your writing can be amazing but the mix of your song actually matters quite a lot as well specifically with getting onto like spotify editorials and stuff like that so Try and pay pay attention to the mix of the tune. And there are great mixing engineers who, you know, aren't expensive and you could just, like, make friends with kind of thing. Or you could learn yourself. There's so many, there's countless tutorials. There's, like, producers who Twitch stream you can pick up a lot from. But, yeah, I think having a, having a good mix is um, overlooked by a lot of people and it's very important. So I want to put that out there. Then, secondly, I want to say Sweet. the importance of finding management to progress in your career. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's important. It's an important one. Um, it seems crazy and I didn't even know what like artist managers did. I didn't know they were necessary when, when I first started, like, you know, when SoftSpot blew up and we got like mm. label emails and stuff. Yeah. And I want to stress how essential it is that you have a manager when you go into label conversations or anything like that. It's kind of gate kept information and it's not like readily accessible yeah. stuff people know but managers you know they've been doing this for a long time and they know what you deserve as an artist and they just have so many connections if you wanted to get in sessions like as a as a musician starting out you know managers are the, are the people to help you with that and that's an awesome way to like you know really get your career like going and then thirdly um more of like a personal one i just want to say the importance of being authentic and being yourself both in your music and just like online and how you present yourself. I think there's nothing worse than trying to be someone you're not. And I think people can tell that uh, from a long way. Or when you're making your music, trying to make it a specific way just to be like, you know, cool or something, even if it's not like yourself. I think always, always stick to your guns. That's what's going to make you successful. And, you know, if people grow to like you for who you are, then, you know, you don't have to try and be anyone anyway. So that's the best way to go about it. I mean, that's a great three tips. And my favorite thing about that, Perry, is we've done like 
over 10 of these interviews with that specific kind of same question at the start. And you've actually said different answers. Like there's a lot of themes that come up, you know, between obviously there's a lot of tried and tested methods, but yeah, I think everything you just said quite ironically is quite authentic to you and the journey that you've had. So it makes a lot of sense. It's things that I definitely didn't know when I started out. So I wanted to just, you know, kind of. Yeah, I think, I think you're in a really interesting position for the artists that are listening because if it's a classic thing to go to like, I don't know, the stereotype of looking to the legends that have been in the game for 30 years and the teams around them, but that's the old school of the music business. So there will obviously be things that are relevant, but it's very, very different space now. Mm -hmm. And you've smashed it in the new music business to kind of use that phrase. So actually, I think those three points you just gave are a beautiful jumping off point for a few more questions. You mentioned team and the importance of team. And, you know, we've got to shout out your team because, uh, you know, I can say as a freelancer, that's what we count this uh, music management teams, labels and stuff. They are one of the best to work with. You've really got a beautiful set of team teams around you. Um, <laughs> shout out. Big up Palm. And, you know, you, you mentioned how Softspot blowing up and you're getting barraged by like all these different emails and offers and stuff like that. And it sounds like from what I know, obviously we've chatted off camera as well, you got into a set of good teams quite quickly, as in if a lot of the bigger artists often have those horror stories of, I signed this terrible label deal and then I signed this terrible management deal and they have to do like mm-hmm. quite a lot of that before they got to the good guys and the good girls. Not necessarily specific to your story of Palm, but like how did you just know who to speak to, who to sign with and who not to? Uh, well, we actually did have a more interesting story than it seems. We had a, a manager before we ended up with Palm. That's that's important to know as well. Like you can change management if it's not working out. But yeah, I think, you know, with teams, yeah. most managements um, and, and kind of most teams in general will kind of have like a trial period, particularly with management. So mm-hmm. just really use that time to try and figure out like, do I like hanging out with these people? Because you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Do I enjoy the way <laughs> that we communicate yeah. as a team? Do I think they, you know, have the same goals as I do and the same like kind of idea of like style? Do they, are they trying to like make me do things that I don't want to do, which is really important for us. Like, yeah. you know, just being able to say no to things without being pressured to do it, like interviews or just like stuff like that is really important. Like mm. you, you're overworked as, as it is as an artist, like trying to do like social media and music and blah, 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 blah. You don't need to, <laughs> someone pressuring you to do all the stuff that makes you anxious. So that's, that's an important one. Mm. And then with labels and that, yeah, it's just important, you know, if you trust your managers, have a good relationship with them, their opinion is like worth like, it's priceless basically because they've, you know, done this before and they've worked with label teams and they know a lot. So trust them. But also it's the same story. Just like make sure it's people that you vibe with and that you enjoy communicating with because that is just the most important thing in music. And yeah, that's just, mm. um, I don't know, I can't really think of that. No, no. I mean, that's a great break. I mean, you obviously one of your other points at the start was being authentic. And that's almost what you're getting at there is if you're your authentic self, then you can find people that are on that same wavelength. And when you're spending 10 hours a day in a van or in a bus going to the next show, you actually get on because you pick the right people rather than going, why did I do this? <laughs> the van test is actually probably a good test. You know, a lot of musicians starting out as they're doing their first headline shows or their first song releases is imagine you have to spend 10 hours a day in a van with this person or the set of people for a few mm-hmm. weeks on end does that sound exciting or like hell and that's a good test of whether or not they're a good team to work with um, yeah so I like that that's a good way of looking at it another point on your authentic your initial point of authenticity I think having now you know it should be transparent to the listener we know each other reasonably well we've worked together quite a few times now um and you know when I first met you and I first worked with you having seen you only on social media before we were first in person I think you're probably one of the most authentic people on social media that 
I've ever met. When I met you for the first time, which I think was like the was it XOIO? Yeah, XOIO, like April, May 2022, mm-hmm. have, having followed you on social media for maybe a month, maybe two months at that point. It was like I knew you and it was like you were my friend and that's because you've communicated yourself so authentically through social media. So I think what would be really interesting for our audience is, did, did you do anything to help yourself become more authentic on social media? Did you set any rules for yourself in terms of, I will talk about that, but I won't talk about that? Did you just go all in one day and decide, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to post every day, whatever comes to mind, like a journal? Did you have any setup to your authenticity almost? That's an interesting question. I think obviously it's, you know, it's different for different people, but I was always a very like chronically online person from being like a teenager. I had like friends in Canada, I would just Zoom call and play Minecraft with like all night long because they were in a different time zone. (laughs) I would always just say, yeah, I was really active on like Tumblr and Twitter as well back in the day. So I was always like that kind of person. I just thought like, you know, mm. you wanna, if you post online just as you would talk to a friend kind of thing, because that is who you are ultimately, who you are with your friends. Um, so that's what I kind, kind of try to do, like, especially when I'm like, you know, just like tweeting random stuff that comes to my head. I try, I do try not to hold back. I just like, you know, you know, give everyone a flavor, a flavor of, you know, who you actually are in general with your friends is a good channel and then like you know instagram stories and stuff just try and like because i think everyone has a very specific style of like texting and like typing online especially like you know with emojis and like internet slang and all that jazz so try and like you know be be who you really are and just say those like you know cool inside jokes that you would say to your friends try and like bring that online rather than trying to be really into like professional like super professional like musicians these days you want to feel like you know you know each other so that's what I try to do and then in terms of like um Mm. deeper situations like I don't know like the breakup for example that me and Tommy have recently gone through um we through that Mm -hmm. just wanted to continue to be authentic and like tell people what happened like how it actually did rather than you know make up some Mm. reason or try and like hide that it ever happened I think it's important with situations like always be upfront and and just like be real with people because like ultimately people are gonna kind of like um theorize anyway and if you're just honest then you know (laughs) out there and you've got nothing to hide etc so yeah again i mean it all comes back to authenticity like i said i think that is genuinely as much as it's communicated in the music it's communicated so well through social for you guys and obviously specifically you which i love a good point you made is you acknowledge you were already kind of an online person before like starting the music thing mm-hmm. um so you already you know had an awareness of the platforms you even maybe enjoyed it in a way that some people don't necessarily enjoy being online what i want to try and get for the musicians listening is there will be some that are like i love piri i want to be like piri i want to be the level of success of piri and make music like whatever it might be but they might be like but i'm not online i hate tiktok i hate instagram whatever it might be can you think of any actionable tips of like i often say when i was working with artists at the start it's just like just increase like if you're not posting all just post once a week and then slowly you know ramp it up work out what you like all that kind of thing do you have any of your own equivalents of like just making social media feel less like a job and more like something you enjoy and it might just be what you just said of just be authentically you um but did you have any like strategy in it of like i'm gonna post once every day or anything like that i think yeah i think it is difficult for those people who aren't like for example like let's just use tiktok some people aren't into tiktok 
mm. people don't want to post on TikTok. Mm. But I also think a lot of people don't really give TikTok a chance, you know? The way to get better at posting on social media is to just use the social media more, understand it. There are so many mm. niche communities on everything, on like Instagram, on TikTok, all, all of them. And if you try and, you know, if you use the platform, you'll eventually find a niche community and an audience that kind of like suits you and where you like fit in more. And I think once you find that and just feel more comfortable with like seeing other people's posts, it really inspires you to like, yeah, I want to post like that. That's what I want my presence to be like online as well. I mean, obviously everyone else's advice is going to be like, get off your phone, don't use social media so much. And I'm like, no, you've got to grind Instagram <laughs> all your time on TikTok. But it is good. I mean, that's the main way to get inspiration and feel more connected to a platform. And like for myself, I'm going to try and use Reels more so that I am more inclined to post on Reels mm. in general. Because right now I have very little connection with reels but i know like you know re instagram reels is going to become a big thing so i'm actively going to try and just like watch more reels and feel more like yeah. a reels person and then yeah i think um in general <laughs> like attempt to obviously like post once a week or with tiktok it is good to post daily but obviously that's like difficult even if it's just like some random crap you know your content doesn't have to <laughs> as long as it's as long as it's fun you know someone out there's gonna connect to it and especially if you've got like you know fans who like you for you anyway they're gonna care no matter what you post but yeah try also you know yeah. you don't have to be strict with stuff like that if you're feeling burnt out don't force yourself because that's gonna be obvious as well just say like, you know respect yourself and just take it take it how you want to take it basically you've built an awesome network around you on social as well i think that's one of the things that's really fun about you is like if someone discovers you for the first time on social you're then connected to all these badass artists as well whether that's your friends whether that's people you've worked with again going back buzzword of this entire conversation the authenticity i feel like i know your friends that i don't even know um how for those musicians starting out that you know they might have mates but none of them are in music they don't necessarily have a community in music was there anything you did to build those whether it's friends or just people you enjoyed collaborating with how did you build those relationships okay so this is where i'm going to give a huge shout out to loud london which is um a, a new collective of like young female artists in london which was started by my friends Maisie and coop de cat and basically it's just like a, we've got a big group chat on instagram and we host events it's just loads of girls who just like goes to each other gigs, listens to each other's songs. And we're just like, I moved to London from North Manchester and I had no friends whatsoever, especially not, like I had Tommy and his friends obviously, but I had no girlfriends yeah, whatsoever, yeah. which was hard for me. And it's difficult to find when you've moved to a new place. I mean, for any, for any like young female and non-binary artists watching right now, hit up Loud London. We've got an event on the 2nd of February. Come meet people, join in. It's so good for real, especially for like, you know, women supporting each other and uplifting each other. And I'm sure there's similar circles um, for, for men as well and like young male artists. There's like, you can definitely make friends just through TikTok online. Just be nice to each other. Just compliment some of the artists' work. You never know, like, it might, it might end up becoming like a real good friendship there. And also just through sessions and working with people, don't be afraid to like reach out to other artists like in a similar position to you. Give everyone, give everyone a chance and you might end up like bringing loads of people up with you, which would be, you know, the best scenario really. Yeah, I mean, the power of community also feels like a buzzword in 2023, but building that community around you is really important. Mm -hmm. Slightly different question. It's January. January is the month of resolutions, goal setting, all that kind of stuff for a lot of people. How does mm -hmm. 
Perry plan her year and does she do it at all do you set big goals for each year do you set a few small personal ones which then help you with your career or do you just think fuck it man I'm living my life I'm getting on with stuff yeah most of the time it's what you said at the end I just like vibe through basically obviously there's like (laughs) day-to-day basis obviously I've set goals like this year is my year of sessions and working with new people because like you know we've recently gone from being like a band vibe to just like me and Tommy are just collaborators again Uh, but it's kind of like a good opportunity for both of us to like really expand networks and work with more people and I just did that my first session on my own yesterday and it ended ended up going really well it's very stressful and scary especially when you know, I haven't really been in music that long and I'm not that, I mean, I'm confident in my writing, but like writing for other people's projects, you know, having to like show them without knowing like, oh my God, you know, you just get in your head like, is it actually good? Where, where, where? So yeah, my plan is to kind of yeah. overcome that vibe. And then there are some like dream goals as well. Like I really want to get on and on, on and on, made it onto the charts. We got to 99, let's go. Um, but I do, you know, have dreams of <laughs> getting higher and a bit higher than 99. Maybe let's get 98 this year with a new song (laughs) and also like you know this festival season it's going to be a really fun one just try and like you know have have the most fun I can and you know push myself with working with other people that's my biggest goal I think I'm going to make it just super broad and go you've had this kind of incredible two years if the first question was what did you wish you knew at the start like what was the top tips for like period two years ago essentially now as we talk in January 2023 you just mentioned all these goals I think you're being I don't think you're dreaming big enough Perry because you can definitely get much higher than 98 I think I and a lot of other people believe in you but I like the humbleness I like the humble brag fuck it I'm going to take it on a on a different angle what's the big 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 goal I don't want one higher on the chart I want like what's the Perry's going to win on tour with Mariah Carey what's the what's the equivalent of that Mm. to Perry right now the big, okay, the big, big, big goals would be to make tracks with, these are my two dream collaborations, uh, Disclosure as one, and Charlie XCX as the other one. That That's like, big dream. Ooh. I mean, I think it's possible though. We can keep, we can work towards that. And, yeah, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't want to be like top 10 on the charts, basically? That would be like, that would be huge. But I don't, I just don't want to put pressure on myself because it's not about that really. Um, and I, you, it's really easy mm. to put up comparison like comparing yourself with other like similar artists with like the numbers and positions and all that jazz but that doesn't really matter you've got to always remember that you're just making music because you like making music and you just want to share it with people who enjoy it it's like trying actively to not focus on things like that but yeah the collaborations would be dreamy and then also just like Mm -hmm. yeah playing playing bigger shows like headlining a festival that's a huge dream or just like you know playing a really good slot on a big stage things like that kind of stuff that'd just be that'd just be awesome (laughs) i mean considering one of my highlights of the summer was seeing you play to what five six seven thousand people at glastonbury and that was last Mm. year i think you're definitely uh definitely on track to that one of my moments of the year that was so fun we've talked very positively and very aspirationally which i think is the right attitude to take for a lot of this but acknowledging that so much of the music industry can be tricky for new artists is there any practices you do for your own mental health, for looking after yourself, for like not getting bogged down by trolls, like all that kind of stuff. Is there anything that you've learned over the two years of being in the spotlight of that's really helped your mental health? First of all, there's that, you know, trying not to compare to other people. And just always just remember, like, take it back to how it was when you first started making music and just that excitement of like hearing a demo and all that. You've you've got to like, you know, and especially 
there's times when you've listened to a song so many times that it, it sounds crap to you now. You've got to, you've got to remember that, that feeling when you first made it and you first heard it, because that is the genuine, real reaction that other people are going to have when they hear it for the first time as well. Not everyone is listening to your song 200 times during the mixing process. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Then also, there's obviously just like general health things. I've tried to have a good morning routine, which helps getting out of bed when you feel stressed, like have breakfast and then I do like a little workout kind of thing. And it's just really good to have, have things like that, especially in the morning to get out of bed, just to know what you're going to do straight away. That's really, really useful. So I would recommend that to anyone, anyone out there get a bit of exercise in as well <laughs> you know with um social media and haters and stuff like that i think it's difficult because you're never gonna avoid it ever particularly with you know being a woman as well on social media you are always gonna get shit especially like being a musician as well there are just these comments i actually want to shout out a bunch of tiktok comments that are just like copy and paste people don't actually mean it they just say it because they think they're funny such as like this sounds fire on mute unrelease this yo pierre don't come out here um what are the other my my deaf grandma loves this all all that kind of thing people just say it usually like you know really really childish immature people so don't take those comments to heart yeah, yeah. ever <laughs> they are they are completely nonsense sorry i was just gonna say i mean you make a very good point there is like if part of the reason that people feel hurt is because it like as a musician or a creator when people are commenting it's because people think that other people have taken have been so offended by what they've heard or seen that they felt the need to like put energy into doing that. But if the person doing that literally basically just copy and pasted <laughs> one of the default comments, then that's actually just like that's another reason to not take it personally. You know, they probably don't even listen to the track. They probably don't even think about it. They just especially if like if you get one hate comment on a video, it just really like tiktok will send it out to other people similar with similar accounts mm. and they're gonna see that one comment and they just pile on it's just like you know they're just having their little group fun time hating on your tiktok it's actually nothing to do with your tiktok whatsoever it could have been anything and just take a look at you know your inspirations their tiktok ads will have the most horrendous comment sections like wet leg for example and big pig are two big examples i've seen their tiktok comments are horrific but, you know, you've got to think, like, if it's happening to them, it's clearly, you know, it doesn't matter because they're making amazing music. So just, like, try and bear that in mind. Like. True that. And also, you know, there's enough studies to say that the people that are doing that are obviously doing that because they're unhappy. It's nothing to do with you. It's nothing personal. It's just because they've got their own issues that they need to deal with and they need to let it out somehow or anyway. Final question we ask everybody is, as people that just love new music, what is one piece of new music that you are loving as we record this on the 20th of January, 2023? I'm going to shout out, I'm going to shout out two if that's okay. One just dropped the other day, mm -hmm. Ultra Club by Lucy Tun. It's so funky. Love that song. She's so cool. And then I also want to shout out Lost Boys by Charlotte Blank. Just love the writing on both mm -hmm. of these tunes. They're really cool, like young female artists that are coming up right now. So yeah, check them out if you've got time. Awesome. I haven't heard that first one, but I've heard the Charlotte tune and Charlotte is so good. So I'm very happy you shouted that out. I fucking love that tune. Awesome. Well. Oh, wait. I want to say one more thing, if that's okay. I want to shout out Sam himself for running this podcast. It's so helpful. I also want to say he's just the most delightful guy to meet and work with. And he's a sick photographer, very dedicated to his work. So big up, Sam. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, don't be silly. That's so kind of you, Barry. Thank you very much. 
Um, so let's just wrap this up. If people want to go and find more about you, where do they go? What you right? New singles just dropped today as we record this. Where do people go to listen to it? What are they searching for? I'm just Piri on Spotify at Piri.io underscore on Instagram for some reason. And Piri V2 <laughs> on TikTok. We've got we've got a plethora of weird <laughs> usernames. But yeah, you should just best find me with Piri on most most kind of things. Go and search up Piri everywhere, gang. Thank you for your time, Piri. Lots of love. Bye, thank you.